Welcome to a special edition of the Macworld Podcast, recorded at our Macworld Live stage at San Francisco's Macworld iWorld Show. As part of these podcasts, you'll hear interviews with some of the best and brightest in the Apple industry. Thanks for tuning in. Good afternoon. Uh, my name is Roman Loyola. I'm a senior editor for Macworld, and this is the 4 o'clock presentation of the Macworld Best of Show. So today we have three presenters that will uh, show their products. There were 11 winners in total of the Best in Show. Uh, I've got three here. Uh, the Best of Show Awards are, is an award that we do every year during Macworld Expo. Basically, the Macworld editors converge on the show floor and they try and find the coolest products that are out here being shown on the floor. We try to stick with products that are newer products, uh, not necessarily products that have been out for a while, but products that are new, uh, things that are catch our, catch our eye. Typically, when somebody asks me uh, what is best to show, and I, the, the short answer I give them, give them is it's the cool products that we see at the show, the ones that really stand out. And we found 11 of them. Three of them are here today to give you a presentation of their products. And we're going to start with uh, Busy Contacts from BusyMac. John? All right. Thanks, Roman. Can you hear me? Okay. All right. So I'm going to demonstrate uh, Busy Contacts, which is our new contact manager that can be used as a replacement for the built-in contacts app on OS X. Um, it works as a companion application to our calendar app, uh, which you see here, which is called uh, BusyCal. So you'll see a little bit of the integration there. But I'm going to start here with Busy Contacts. And what you see is the card view where I can uh, scroll down through my contacts and see the details of the, the people in my contacts. This is kind of like the traditional view you see in OS X contacts. What we also have here is a list view where I can see the information uh, in a multi-column display where I can choose uh, which columns I want to display, um, how I want to sort them, so I can sort by last name or first name or organization. And this is really handy. So when you're searching for something, so let's say I search for Macworld, this is going to bring up all the contacts that contain the word Macworld anywhere in the card. As you can see, it found 206 contacts. Well, by sorting by last name, I can kind of scroll through this list and I can see Okay, well, how many of these people actually work for Macworld? And I can see here in the organization column that I've got a, a bunch of Macworld contacts. And then as we get further down the list, it's, it's other uh, various cards. Now, you also notice that these rows are colored. So the uh, contacts that are blue are stored on my iCloud account. Uh, the ones that are green are stored here on my Exchange account. And I've got some orange ones, or actually that looks like pink for Google and so forth. This is really handy as you're clicking on these contacts and seeing these colors, you can see at a glance uh, where the cards came from. This is quite common to have duplicate records in your contact database. You might be syncing with Facebook and Twitter and iCloud and Google, and you might have people that exist in all of those places. And by color coding them, you can get a very clear picture of the, the source of, of the information for those cards and then decide how you might want to... Um, uh, link them or merge them and so forth. So let's uh, take this a little step further. Right now, I'm going to save this search for Macworld. And right now, it's searching the entire contents of the cards for the, the term Macworld. What I'm going to do is I'm going to change this and say, I just want to search for contacts that contain Macworld as their company. So I do that, and now I'm down to 19. 
And if I want to take that a step further, I'll click on this smart filter again, and I'll say, actually, I just want to search for people that Mac work at Macworld who have a first name of Dan. There can't be that many. And what do you know? There's three people at Macworld named Dan. We've got Dan Frakes, Dan Miller, and Dan Morin. So I have this now stored as a smart filter. I can go back to viewing all of my contacts, or I can just show the Macworld Dans, if you will. Now, if I want to um, do further filtering, I can use tags. So right now, you can see the Dan Frakes card has a number of tags associated with it, demo, foo, and press. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, control-click on Dan, and I'm going to add another tag. <laughs> oh, let's do it this way. Let's um, add him to my... Uh, is he on the press list already? How about... Let's just say he's a family member. Okay, so now he's got the family tag associated with him. And you'll notice down here on the bottom left, there's a tag cloud, and it shows me how many people are tagged with these various tags. And so if I look at my family tag, there's 13 people there, including my, my new family member, Dan Frakes. And I can also search for people that belong to multiple tags, like so. So let's go back and take a look at Dan. And let's go ahead and schedule uh, an event with him. So if I, I want to link a contact, in busy contact, to a, an event in my calendar, I can control-click on that and say new event. Oops, I have to select a calendar that I'm allowed to create events on. Let's try that again. So I'm going to create lunch. Hello. Third time's a charm. Oh, that's not good. Don't pay any attention to the force quit. Okay, here we go. <laughs> All right, nothing behind the curtain. Let's create a new event with Dan. There we go. Lunch with Dan. So I've created this event in BusyCal. And you'll see that it's linked to Dan Frakes. And I can click on that and go back to see that record in Busy Contacts. And let's go ahead and create a new to-do. Call Dan. And you'll notice here that those events that I created in, in BusyCal that are linked to Dan also show up in Busy Contacts. And if I were to check this to-do is done, it marks it as done here. If I switch back to BusyCal, you'll see that it's, it's marked done there as well. So what happens is over time, you can end up with a uh, list of all the past and future activities linked to this contact uh, in your calendar. That's a little overview of busy contacts. Great. Thanks, John. Thanks. Sure. So, um, Macworld editors are big fans of uh, BusyMac's other app, uh, BusyCal. And so we're really excited to get our hands on uh, busy contacts. Um, we kind of think of it as, you're familiar with what CRM software is, customer relations software by companies like Goldmine and... Uh, Salesforce, and this is more of like a friendly consumer level one. 
so we're really excited to uh, get a chance to use Busy Contacts. Also, uh, John pointed out that we have three Dans at Macworld, <laughs> and tomorrow morning is a special uh, presentation here that we call the DanCast. So you can get to know uh, Dan Moore and Dan Frakes and Dan Miller here tomorrow morning on this very stage. So, oh, do you have a question? Oh, do you have a price? Yeah. yeah, Busy Contacts will sell for the same price as Busy Cal, which is forty nine ninety nine. Okay, great. Our next presentation is by a company called Cloak. David? Thanks. Hi, my name is Dave Peck, and I'm one of the co-founders of a small company based in Seattle called Cloak. We make a piece of software that keeps you safe when you're using public wireless networks, like if you find yourself at coffee shops, airports, hotels, or conferences. And we just launched Cloak 2 yesterday, and what I'm going to show you is Cloak 2 on my iPhone, but it's also available for your iPad and for your Mac. Uh, and so basically, you can come to the Cloak website and sign up. Uh, give us a username and password, and then download our software and log in. And the very first thing you'll see is that I'm connected to AT&T, and I've told Cloak that I actually trust AT&T's network. And so Cloak has given me a soothing green check mark to tell me that I'm using a network that I trust, and all is well. Now, under the hood, Cloak is something called a VPN. Now, if you've ever heard or used or even tried to set up a VPN, you probably know that it stands for kind of painful. Uh, and really what we've done and what our innovation is, is to try and make VPNs amazingly easy to use. In fact, so easy to use that you don't even have to remember to use it when you're out and about. So here I've got a soothing green check mark, and I can kind of pull down my connection screen to get at my account settings. And you'll see that there's a lot that I can do here, but I'd like to focus on one particular feature, and that's the ability to tell Cloak what networks I trust. Uh, so as you can see here, I currently trust my home Wi-Fi network, but I also have an office. I actually have to go to work every once in a while. So I'm going to go ahead and add that network here. If I were actually at my office, it would automatically pick up the name of the network so I don't even have to type it in. And when I added my office Wi-Fi network, you can see that Cloak says, hey, you know what? the settings that you've installed on this iPhone, because ultimately to protect everything you do on your phone or your iPad, we actually have to install some settings into your setting app. Uh, they're now out of sync. So I'm going to go ahead and press this sync button. And we're going to kick off this little process that gets our settings installed into your settings app. And because I have a passcode on my phone, I'm just going to type it in. And that's it. And so now Cloak is completely installed on my phone. And if I go to settings, I can see that I now have VPN. If I turn this on, I'll be connected to Cloak's network. Now, if you know what a VPN is, you know that what's happening here when I turn VPN on is that I'm encrypting all the data on my device before it leaves for the internet. I'm sending that encrypted data up to a server somewhere in the cloud. That server is decrypting it, and it's sending it onward. And the advantage of encrypting your data on a network you don't trust is that if people are watching your data fly by, say at a Starbucks, now all they see is encrypted bits. So they basically can't do anything with the data as it flies by. Uh, we run servers around the globe. Uh, we piggyback on top of lots of cloud providers. So you're always going to get a server near you. So here I'm probably very likely connected to a server a few blocks away. 
Now if I come back into the Cloak app, I can see that I'm connected to AT&T and now it's telling me a little more. It's actually telling me that Cloak is actively securing my connection. You can also see that I can tell Cloak to trust cellular networks. In general, I personally trust cellular networks, but if I were traveling and using cellular data in a foreign country, I might decide to turn this off. And finally, you can tell Cloak to automatically secure your connection when you're on a Wi-Fi network that you don't trust. And so if I walk into Starbucks today and turn and, and uh, connect to the Starbucks Wi-Fi network, Cloak will automatically turn itself on and start securing my connection. I don't have to open the settings app and I don't have to open the Cloak app, it will just work. And sort of everything I showed you here is also available on the uh, Big Brother for the Mac. And all of your preferences are synced over the cloud. So the moment I added my trusted office network to this app, it also got sent to the Mac. And finally, the last thing that Cloak does is tries to help you when there are problems. Right now, there's not a problem. But if I connected to a wireless network that wasn't working very well, Cloak would sense that and give me information about that on this screen. And here you can see I've got a little context-sensitive help. Uh, it would actually give me suggestions on how to work around the problem in that case. So that's a very quick tour of Cloak. One other thing that you might be interested in if you've used VPNs before is the ability to connect to different countries. So for example, if you were here in San Francisco and wanted to watch the BBC, you might want to connect to the United Kingdom. We have servers all over the United Kingdom, for example, in London. Uh, and again, all you have to do is sync your new settings choices. And then you'll be able to go into your VPN settings and choose United Kingdom. And that's a cloak in a nutshell. Thanks. Great. I have a question. Uh, what's your question? <laughs> is it sold as an app or a service? Ah, good question. Okay, so Cloak itself, the apps are free, and there's a 33-day free trial that you can go to our website and sign up for, or you can just download the app and sign up directly in the app. Once your 30 days are over, you have sort of two choices about how you can pay. We offer a monthly subscription plan if you're going to be using Cloak a lot. We have a mini plan, which gives you five gigabytes of secure data every month, and that costs just $2.99 a month. But if you're like me and you don't like data caps, you might want to go ahead and get the unlimited plan, which is only $9.99 a month. So that's the uh, subscription plans. But I know that a lot of people will travel for a few weeks and don't really want to subscribe. So your other option is to go ahead and purchase a week, a month, or a year of service. Uh, and that's $3.99, $9.99. And you get a big discount if you purchase a year of service. And you can do that directly from within the app. Thanks. So David, um, I recently went to China, and as you know, you know the internet's protected there, but yes. the way to get around it is to use VPNs, That's and right. I used a couple VPNs. Can you use Cloak yes, in you, China? Yes, you can, and I will give you that answer, and I will say that today you can. Right. But tomorrow you may not be able to. Right. Uh, as you know, in mainland China, the government runs a fairly restrictive firewall. Yeah. Uh, and the exact story for that firewall changes over time. So my re recommendation if you're going to China is to make sure you have a backup plan. Right, too. right. Yeah, yeah I, I, I had like three different VPNs just in case one was shut down. I think so, that's yeah. a, a good, good offer. Yeah. yeah, great. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, cheers. So our next presenter is from Binary Formation, Formations. Did I get that right? Yes, you got I that did. right. And this is Diane, and she's going to show an app, iPad app called Chorinator. 
Great. I am so excited to share Chorinator with you today. Um, I'm Diane Hamilton. I'm with Binary Formations. We're actually a uh, husband-wife indie team. Uh, we've um, been doing it for a number of years, have um, a Mac app called Home Inventory. Um, but at this conference, we're launching Chorinator, which is very exciting. Um, let's see. The Make sure. There we go. There we go. Great. Um, Chorinator is all about getting your kids excited and motivated about helping around the house. Pretty cool, right? Um, we needed something in our own family, so we decided to do what we do best. We'll build an app. Uh, we wanted it to make sure that it was um, very easy to use, whether you were a small child who needed to see what chores they needed to do at the time, whether you were a teenager who just wanted to get in and out because they had better things to do, right? Or a parent who needed uh, to administrate the app. When you first get into the app, uh, you get into child mode, and you'll notice that it's very photocentric. We have um, pictures of your own child um, when they get into it, so they know instinctively what to do with it. Uh, my son Adam is right here. So he would come in here and he would uh, click his picture. Uh, any, any age can do that, uh, even the young toddler, toddlers who uh, can't read yet. So Adam comes in on a daily basis and he sees the chores that are, are assigned to him. And again, these are your photos. These aren't my photos. These are your photos of your household with the chores that your children need to do so they know exactly what needs to be done and how it should look when it's finished. Um, so the kids come in, uh, they check off the chore when they complete it, and at this point, they can actually take a, what we call a proof photo. Okay, everybody smile. Uh, they can take a photo of their handiwork and actually share it with mom and dad through the app. My five-year-old is very excited about this feature. You know how excited um, the young ones get about their accomplishments. And the teens are pretty excited about it, too, because it shows you what they've done and gets you off their back, right? So um, the next thing is the reward system. The reward system is simple. You assign stars to chores. As the kids complete the chores, they earn those stars, and they can claim rewards based on the stars that they've earned. Now, the rewards are, again, your pictures of the things that motivate your children. Um, for, for us, uh, when Adam gets enough stars, he can buy a new app or an ice cream or um, mom and dad's choice, a surprise. Uh, these would be specific to your children, and you can make them age-appropriate and turn them into whatever is, is motivating for each child. You claim the, the child will claim the reward, and um, this is when we go, I want to show you uh, parent mode. We didn't design the, the app just for kids. We had the parent in mind as well. We wanted to give you a very um, easy way to come in quickly and see the activity that's going on in your household on a daily basis. Who's done their chores? Who hasn't? Who do I need to contact <laughs> and talk to? And if they have done them and they've taken a proof photo, which is optional, you can see it at that point. Um, where this is really cool is for mom or dad that works outside of the house. Um, you can stay connected with the activity that's going on and actually see uh, what's been done. On the bottom, 
Wow. On the bottom, uh, you see the payouts, what we call payouts. And these, this will show you if any of the rewards have been claimed, and you can approve those or deny those. Maybe your child had a really good day and then not so good, so you can come in and deny the reward. Uh, and allowance. And allowance is optional. Some families use it, some families don't. But if you do use it, you can set it per each child. And at the end of the week, you can come in and actually pay out the allowance. You can pay the full amount, or you can pay it based on the number of chores that have been completed. Um, so kind of prorate it. Or if they've had a really good week, you can, you can actually pay your own uh, amount. Maybe it's a little bit more since they, they've been, um, been really good. Uh, it's, uh, we sync using Dropbox. That means you can run it on any of your devices. A lot of kids have the iPod Touch. So um, it is an iPad app. Uh, this week is the launch for the um, iPhone and iPod Touch. The uh, setup is very easy and very simple. We, we gave you a lot of flexibility, but you don't have to take a lot of time to do it. You take a photo of the chore, name it, and then you create the schedule for the chore, whether it's daily. Um, there's there's uh, a couple neat features in there. I'm from a family of six, so we created rotating chores. If you want to rotate a chore through the family or through the children, you can do that automatically. And again, these are all your pictures. You sign them to your children. You can have floating uh, floating chores such as mowing the lawn. It just has to be done sometime during the week. And bonus chores, because I know you all have overachievers too. And when they finish with their daily stuff, they want uh, something to do to earn additional uh, allowance or additional stars. Let's see. Um, so setting up things is very, um, very easy. If you're an iPod or an um, iPhone user and a lefty, uh, we added a pretty cool feature that will move the uh, navigation bar to the other side um, so that you can still uh, do one-handed use. Uh, it, it's available in the App Store today. It is on sale right now for $2.99, normally $3.99. It's a steal. <laughs> and let's see, what, it, what, what else today? I, I think that's it. We really just wanted a, a very easy way to come in and really motivate your children without spending a lot of time uh, having to manage. Great. Great. Um- I have a, um, I have two boys. I have a nine-year-old boy and an eleven-year-old boy, and um, we started doing, started signing them chores, and that lasted about a week. Yep, yep. And it wasn't enough to just pay them an allowance. There uh-huh. was something else. They were willing to give up the allowance so they could watch their Minecraft videos. Right, right. So I'm hoping that I'm going to give this a try, and hopefully this will get them going to. And that, that that's the problem we were having as well. Yeah. It, just to keep it going more than a few days so um, we've got the motivation in there for the rewards and and they can actually see the ones that they they can't they haven't earned yet so we found that to be motivational as well as saving the stars for the higher priced rewards you know my son doesn't go in and get an ice cream cone every day anymore (laughs) because he knows he'll never be able to save enough for the bigger rewards yeah 
um, assigning chores to their spouse. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> you better bet my husband's in here. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, Diane. Sure. So as I mentioned earlier, uh, we have 11 total winners. These are three. Um, they're all located, these three, uh, Cloak, Busy Mac, and Binary Formations, they're located in Appaloosa. So if you want to get a closer look at their products, I encourage you to go over to Appaloosa and take a look. Um, but let me tell you about the other eight winners. There are um, a couple more in Appaloosa. Uh, another recipient of the Best of Show was from, is a company called Creaseed, and they do a product called Emulsio. And this is a uh, app that does uh, video stabilization. So if you're shooting your videos and you've got the shaky videos, this not only, it helps you create more stable videos, but it has a really unique interface so you can see what the differences are from your original video to the, to the new modified video. So go check them out. And there's also an app called, we uh, recognize an app called Camino. Uh, they tout their app as urban hikes uh, we called it something like between a treasure. We we called it something like between a treasure hunt and Yelp. So it's it's geared towards people who are visiting new cities, and it helps you explore the new cities by pointing out landmarks, restaurants, stores, and other locations uh, in the place you're visiting. So th those companies are at Appaloosa. Um, these companies are in uh, separate booths, and I'll give you the booth numbers. Uh, so another winner was a company called Goal Zero, and their product, product is called the Sherpa 100. And this is an external battery, uh, but it's, it's 26,000 milliamp hours of power. So you can use it to power your laptop, your phone, any other devices that you have. And so it's an ex external battery that you would use for those devices when you're traveling about. Maybe you're part of a production crew and you need extra battery pattern, you don't have an outlet around. So this is the kind of product that you would use. Um, they're at booth 529. Uh, Connects has a couple of Thunderbolt adapters. Thunderbolt's the way that Apple is moving towards for connectivity. And if you have a lap, uh, MacBook Air, it's pretty much the only way to connect anything. I mean, you got, uh, what, one, two USB ports. But if you want to connect Ethernet, or something like that, you need to get an adapter, and Connects has a couple of adapters. Uh, they're at booth 628. Uh, next company is FLIR, and their product is the FLIR One, and they make a thermal imaging camera for the iPhone. So it's two parts. It's a case that goes on your iPhone, and there's a camera on it, and then you use the app to take pictures, and you get thermal imaging pictures. So if you're suspicious of somebody who's stalking you at night, or maybe you're looking for animals roaming through your backyard and you want to take pictures of them at, at, in the middle of the night, it's, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a neat little product. Maybe you won't use it every day, but it's a nifty little uh, demo. Go check them out at booth 736. The ArcSoft SimpliCam. This is a uh, home monitoring system. So there are a lot of home monitoring systems on the market. We like this one because it's really well designed. The interface 
works really well on the iPad, uh, has a nicely designed camera. They're at booth 1137. Um, the Sonoma Wireworks Guitar Jack Stage. Uh, this product is built for live performances. People, musicians who uh, are in a band, band and you know they're performing. Uh, it's a um, inter audio interface, 24-bit audio interface, uh, and it and it has a pedal controller, four assignable foot switches, um, and this we like the guitar jack. They have other, other guitar jacks that you can use with your iOS device, and this is more of a stage device, a more performance device, a heavy-duty device. Uh, so if you're interested in that, they're at booth 1201. And then finally, the Akidio Palm Raid. This is a palm-sized uh, portable storage device. It's a RAID array. It contains two mSATA drives, uh, so not hard drives, but more like flash memory. Uh, they're configured as, I believe, RAID 1 or 0. Uh, it's supposed to be very fast. Uh, we haven't gotten in our lab to check it out, but our preliminary looks here. Uh, it's pretty impressive. And it's small and it has a built-in Thunderbolt connector, so you don't have to worry about losing your $50 Thunderbolt cable. Um, they're at booth 1230. So all of the uh, winners are listed on our site at macworld.com. So if you want more information, you can check out our website or you can visit their booth here. So I'm Roman Loyola, and uh, I'd like to thank my guests. And uh, thank you for uh, coming to the show.